0: Welcome to another episode of How Good's This. How good's this? how good how good good's this? How good's this? How good's this Yeah? I think it'd be fun to do um, a little piece when we start this podcast trying to explain what this podcast
1: is. <laughs> Go for it. So this is a podcast. With uh, two, normally three. We're uh, unfortunately we've missed f- uh, our f- good buddy Stevie Baby because he's out visiting his nephew, his yeah. brand new nephew. Um, but normally it's three uh, homies that sit around and we uh, shoot the shit about all the good stuff in the world, yeah. the the good uh, aspects of life, the wonderful. Um, shadows cast by the human existence and the interesting things that we could uh, hopefully brighten up not only our days, but your days. Uh, Tune in every Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mondays, Dwayne.
0: Mm -hmm, Whoops. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I thought you were going to cry horrible. Yeah, (laughs) I was hoping you'd shed a couple tears. (laughs) That's pretty nice though, man. It's hard for me to shed tears
1: on demand. Have you ever done that? Shed tears on command? Like, like, yeah, can you do it without being sad? No. But have you done it on camera? Yes. And but how do you pull that out of you? You gotta think finding of something a way real to be sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, by, like, going to a place of allowing myself to feel that. Because, like, I know people, plenty of people that can just start tearing up on command. And it's like a, you know, it's like a party trick almost for actors. Because it's just like, oh, if you can
1: cry, you're a good actor. It's not right. necessarily true at all. <clears throat> Um, I mean, you're better than me, if you can cry. Not there, wh- who do you think the worst crier is uh, in the history of acting? <laughs> um, Old Marky Wahlbergs doesn't do good at crying. Yeah, like, just strong dudes always look awful when they start crying.
0: And, uh, you know, fortunately... No, fortune- no, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, this actually s- makes it more beautiful.
1: Yeah, there's some super buffed up guys that can cry really well, but who are they? It's not... It's Robert not- Downey Jr., is a, oh. like a black belt in jiu Dude, he got single tears coming down. Singles? S- single tears.
0: Like single teardrop kind of sig- situation. You know when you like, you know when like in a movie when it's like a really sad part and, and the protagonist is looking out the window and watching his, his lover leave mm-hmm. and it just is like the single teardrop right on the music cue? And it just comes down and like rolls down their cheek. Like he's got a valve in his pocket. <laughs> no, it's just like he, like people can do that. Like just produce a single tear. I once did a movie. Can I tell you about this? <laughs> no, let's move
1: on. <laughs> yeah, go.
0: <laughs> I did a movie uh, where I played uh, uh, a gay person in a in a three in where were a in you, the where love were triangle.
1: You searching on that one. I
0: don't know. I'm I'm nervous to say things <laughs> like that.
1: I know. Isn't All that right? weird?
0: Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's super weird. Like I don't like. Am I supposed to call it? i'm I homosexual, homosexual. am i gay because i'm not am i like allowed to even speak on this subject now <laughs> Like, <laughs> and um, anyways i was gay. i mean we
1: shouldn't be allowed to speak on any we subject should, no we we're d- dumb, dumb as fuck well, <laughs> yeah
0: i know um i actually i was a uh a, a, a clo- it's the movie called three i was a closeted homosexual who went to uh,
1: college. you actually, sorry, you can't speak on closets. <laughs> I was, okay. You never, you've never installed one.
0: Move on. No, no. I'm cutting it out.
1: <laughs> no, I'm no keeping, go, go, I'm, go, I gotta go, keep go. talking about I'm sorry. About it.
0: Uh, no, anyways, I'll cut to the chase. It, it was a, it was a love triangle between three men. Yeah. And one of the scenes that I had to do was a love scene yeah. with these guys. Yeah. And we had to like have sex. Uh. Um, and I had to produce a single tear <laughs> cause I was getting like, I was getting I was getting penetrated for the first time and it hurt and it's supposed to hurt, but it's also supposed to be like really empowering and like, Oh my
1: God, I'm like having this
0: liberating
1: moment. Speaking of offensive things, a a heterosexual man playing a homosexual man. Yeah. Isn't that some sort of like,
0: yeah, I mean I did this in like 2015 or something. Oh, it was okay then. But I've never even seen the movie. It's so stupid. These are so many projects that I've done that I've never seen.
1: Whether they, you just, they never came out. Yep. Wild, yeah, I was part of a bunch bro. What of the... if this like in some twisted reality, some director was like, God, his kink was to just get three heterosexual guys to fake like they were banging, <laughs> yeah. and throw it on some footy. Well, it was his. It was his story,
0: so it was <coughs> definitely in that vein. Oh, he wrote it himself. He like wrote it was about him. Yeah, yes, but the other actors were not heterosexuals. They were. Two other gay guys who you know are incredible.
1: What, you know what's interesting? So like, th- this seems to happen not a lot, but I see it happen more frequently. Like people who are they they get into heterosexual relationships, <laughs> and then like <laughs> fifteen years later, they're like, "Sorry, I'm gay." Right, right. Does it ever happen in the reverse where people are like, they come out as the fourteen? And they're like they've been gay their whole life. They've only been with the same sex, yeah. and then fifteen years down the road, they're like, I kind of, <laughs> kind of like
0: vagina. <laughs> That's kind of what this movie is about, but it's not. He, he, he just goes back into. The closet, quote unquote. Oh, he so gets he, scared,
1: and he's like, "I'm not." Yeah, he's I'm like, "I can't do that. this. Like, I can't oh, be a wow. product
0: of that world." So I'm. So the movie, like, basically starts in his relationship with a woman he's married with. Children. Do you think
1: that'll start happening more frequently, though? That like people who have been homosexual for because there's no faux pas on homosexuality anymore. Doesn't I mean I'm sure in specific there is. Com, there is in specific communities, but in my lifetime, there's never been less of it. There's never been more of a dude. Nobody cares. Mentality mm-hmm. right. than today with your sexual preference. Yeah. Right? Do you think that in 10 years there's a potential that a man would live the majority of his life as a gay man and then be like, I've just, I've been living a lie?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a, I, it's a good, it's a, good, it's a
1: curious <laughs> question.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I can't say no. I'm sure maybe somebody, somebody's got to do something, right? Somebody, everybody's got to do something. There's got to be somebody to do something like that. But yeah. I don't know if it would be
1: them like doing it. Or everybody's got to like... do something. Is that like the new everything is everything? <laughs> should that just be the... It's like that, that, that Lauren be, Hill song? Yeah. Every, <laughs> everybody I <laughs> gotta do everything. Yeah,
0: we can make that movie, man.
1: If you wanna cool, and you gotta get your mom to sing. Ew. I said everybody. Everybody gotta do everything. Everything. If you want some money, yeah. You get your ring. Get your ring. Um yeah, dude, how good's this, man? Uh you got some you got some good good news for us, baby boys. Chug Sk- it along, baby, chugging it thing. along.
0: S- good this how good this how good this how good this
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay yeah we're good. Yeah, come on. Hit us with the good news, well, son.
0: Do you, uh, the, f- the first piece of good news is your piece of good news, man. You just got a
1: travel trailer, baby boy. Oh, my God, dude. This is so tight. So, Taz and I, three summers ago, I think it was, are uh, very close friends. They've been on the podcast before, Paul and Sarah Corbett. They're like the salt of the earth, beautiful human beings. Um, they sold everything they owned. I I can't, I'm bad with dates, but recently sold everything they owned. They had this beautiful house that they'd built with their own bare hands. Um, maybe they would have been wearing gloves at some point during that time frame, but Doubt the it. majority of it was built with absolutely bare hands. Yeah. And it was up on the golf course. It was great. And they uh, became empty nesters and decided we're going to sell this B-I-T-C-H. And they bought a, like... Eight foot by five foot trailer called a Casita. Yeah. And they've lived out of it for the last two years. Uh it's amazing. They have a blast. They love it. <clears throat> but we went camping with them. Like three summers ago with Rudy. No, it couldn't have been three. Because Rudy's three. not three. <laughs> so it was with it the one that I was with you guys? Yeah, it was COVID. I was like last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Last so summer. last year. Uh, not last summer. it would be technically summer for last, because we just had last summer. Anyways, when came with him, we are just like, "This is a blast, dude. This is so much fun." And living in the western portion of America is one of the greatest things that we have is the use of public lands. There's mm-hmm. millions of acres worth of public lands that you can just utilize. There's within a, like single-day drive, Yosemite. Yellowstone Glacier. Uh, that's all I got. You got any more? Ch- <laughs> Chuck's <Banff>. drive through. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Chutney, Idaho. Mount Pilchick. <clears throat> um, there's just a ton of really cool places to go and to see and to camp. There's free camping all over. There's the resources for finding a spot, going to it, and camping and it being an epic place. Yeah. Are endless on this portion of the United States. We were like it, that after that weekend. We were like, "How sick would it be to get a travel trailer?" Oh my god, this is so cool! And um, we just bought one. Put the down payment. Put the down dude. payment on it. But you're gonna do it. You that's you're committing. Yeah, it's I'm so excited. It's small. It's humble, but it's a sweet. It's a sweet trailer, and we're gonna make so many great family uh, memories in it. And uh, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be really cool, man. I think. Uh I think I'm going to come on some of those family. You know, I want you to do as many family trips as you can, but I also want to go have just like a fucking boys trip, dude. Out oh, to the easy, bro. Chutneyville, South yeah. Dakota or something.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, I travel um, quite a bit, but it's always planes and hotels. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm lying. I guess I, I I travel in an RV. It's a bus, but I'm always working when I travel. Yeah. And like, I rarely... uh get the opportunity just to go, okay, we're going to go to, um, the Moab and yeah. we're just going to drive there. We're going to, you know, right. hit some camping spots on the way. We're going to take two weeks. It's a toy hauler trailer. So we can, we've got these cool bikes. We're going to be able to get the bikes in the back, bring yeah, the bikes sweet. with us. Um, yeah, it's gonna You're going to have to bring a tent. <laughs>
0: Why? Cause there's only one bed. It's just not space
1: for you in there, bro. Dude, if we no are- no, no we we can figure out space. There's, there's, only one bed, and then there's, like, couches in it. But you could bring an air mattress. You could bring a topper. There's plenty of ways that Call we Call the sleep. bed. And we can bunk up, bro. <laughs> we've bunked up
0: plenty of times, dude. You know how many hotels we've stayed at together where yeah, I've I just know. been like, get off me. Like, Let's cuddle. Kick. You snore and throwing <laughs> your arm over me like, bro, yeah. get off. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome, man. Congrats. I, and it's something that I have been so much more privy to as the pandemic has kind of done its thing because people have, it seems like, and I don't know that this is true or not, but I feel like so many people bought travel trailers during the pandemic because it was- They're
1: super hard to get right now. Yeah.
0: I'm really fascinated in where, because I keep going back to like people's reason for buying these things during the pandemic is obviously in pursuit of finding like their- space, but also just doing something that's unconventional to what their regular life was kind of being directed towards. Mm. You know, people, I think I, I heard some fact that I don't know if it's true or not, but people are, a lot of people are leaving their their corporate jobs mm-hmm. and have been since the pandemic because they're kind of coming to grips with the fact that they actually value their their lifestyle outside out more so than their financial gain. So they're, you know, they have these lucrative gigs that they're doing and they're just like realizing that so much of my time and my energy has gone towards being a product of this world that I have existed in for so long. So I'm getting away from that and I'm cashing out and I'm just going to do something that's probably less lucrative, but something that I genuinely love doing. Yeah, And I think Part of that is like, I'm selling my house and I'm buying a travel trailer and I'm going to go travel the country or wherever, whatever I want to do. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody has done that or hasn't done that, but it's, it's, uh, it's seemingly a a trend that's so cool because people just want to like change it up.
1: Well, it might be a trend in, you know, we're getting older. And so we might just be in the window of time where the people that we're coming into orbit with are. You know, that's, they're in those, I don't know if you, you call it midlife crisis or whatever you want to, you, you want to call it.
0: No, we're not in a midlife crisis <clears throat> yet, man. We're we not. That but coming. what I'm
1: saying is that we, you know, our friend group spans from 10 years up and 10 years behind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're in a window of, you know, if we were 18, I think it'd be different. Yeah. You know, like, we, but, um, it is cool to see, um, the reflection and the 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 growth that's happened out of such a like dark time as a pandemic. yeah you know like, there's been a lot of positive change, yeah. I think in people's lives through a scenario that could have been, it, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, like hundreds of millions of people died, terrible, yeah. right? But those who made it through it came out the other side, I think with a lot of um, positivity and a lot of good things to show for it. yeah And uh, valuing your time and how you spend it, uh, was one that not only I did, but I think a lot of people took away from it. Like after the pandemic or excuse me, pre pandemic, it was like, you know, you're a slave to your schedule. Pretty much you're a slave to that, like current and that tide that you were stuck in. And, um, what I learned was, Oh, like I have a lot more say in how I express my existence. Mm -hmm. Um, not just in my art, but in my legitimate life. Yeah. You know, I can, there's, I don't need to feel so encumbersomed by the rat race. Yeah. Um, cause ultimately, you know, ultimately like it, it was all taken away. Me personally, like my job was all taken away. The majority of, uh, revenue was from touring and it was all taken away in a moment's notice. And it was slim pickings and I was stressed for a little while, but ultimately I was fine. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes you step back and go, okay, if I can make it through that it, and, and come out the other side, have learned things, have grown, had done a lot of cool projects and expressed that. Um, I think a lot of people maybe are seeing, I hope a lot of people are seeing the future in a new light because of the... Uh, tragedy of the last two years yeah I certainly am
0: I mean I don't know like I don't know I don't know where I am <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah. um, this is uh
1: 2021
0: it's just an interesting it's an interesting period of my life to be uh taking chances and taking risks and kind of exploring new things yeah like I'm doing too as well with myself um, jumping back and forth across coasts and trying to just kind of, like, feel things out and see what works and going with my gut and being like, this is what I feel most compelled to do right now. Uh, and I think that is a result of that pandemic. And I don't know, I think there's something to be said for, like, our friendship and realizing all of the advantage we have from taking
1: it is that the right way to say that? Right? I'm not sure. You, most of the time when we say stuff, I'm like, I think that that <laughs> could have been delivered a little better. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd like to change uh, gears here and talk a little bit about your haircut. Is there? <laughs> can we show the you show the folks that are on yeah. the YouTube this can reverse? This deep. is only on the Patreon Yeah, for you can everybody <laughs> that's gonna, ready to everybody buy to patreon.com slash if you want to see Julian's deep V on the back of his head. Look at that, boy. And we're going to Vegas this weekend, too, dude. You're going to be the the bell of the ball. You're going to be so. the cream of the corn.
0: Yeah, that's going to be nice, dude. Yeah, I, uh, you know, didn't ask for it, but I got it. There you go, baby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm owning it. I think there's something to be said for owning what you have, you know? Like, I always used to, I remember getting haircuts, like, or a bad haircut or, like, a, <clears throat> a blemish or something in my life. I guess I probably still do this quite often, but like,
1: yeah that that's just the that's just the it, the lamest thing you've ever said. What? I remember I'm getting f- a
0: blemish. No, I'm saying like you get these things and it like can ruin your day, right? And ultimately, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's just right, a nobody thing. cares. Nobody cares.
1: Um, You're creating your own reality. Yeah, but everybody, You're directing does, your everybody, own
0: everybody, movie. everybody can relate to this. Absolutely, you, know, you get it, and it's just like. I don't know. You can just also own things. Like you can just be get putting in a shitty situation or getting a shitty haircut or do a, something that you don't necessarily like. And then just be like, you know what? Fuck that, man. I'm just going to rock yeah, this absolutely. thing and, You and should. feel cool.
1: You um, totally should. I mean, then utilizing your energy to not, like yeah. just be not about it. Yeah. And then you're that guy who's like introducing himself and being like, oh, I I dyed my tips Frosted my tips Frosted my tips for a movie <laughs> you know.
0: I mean I'm 35 years old And I had my tips frosted For that's like great. 9 months
1: Yeah sick You
0: you didn't do that So you You didn't do that You're <laughs> What you're
1: doing right now Is literally what you said Don't do
0: I know I'm just I'm just calling attention to it Because it is what it is Like I it, it, It's a part of what you I like I address the elephant in the room With anything that I have Is going on Like if I have like a cold sore Or something yeah, I'm like that's not all Everybody Everybody right. That's not owning it. It's kind of owning it by, by just saying, I mean, it's, it I is it's, owning it to a certain degree rather than just down, like, it's
1: kind of, well, well, yeah, maybe it's, it's better than like not saying, not addressing it, but owning it to me would be like, see this coal solar? I got this. And fighting a crocodile in the middle of the Columbia River. Dundee over there. <laughs> you yeah. gotta put on a,
0: an accent. Yeah, crocodile
1: dun, <laughs> dun <dumb. laughs> um, Yeah,
0: I don't know, man. I'm trying to own. I'm trying to own it.
1: You're kicking tail, buddy. Uh, Thanks, man.
0: Keeping it real. I got more how good's this news. Bring we it
1: on. Up. You want it, dude? Yeah. You
0: want it? <laughs> how good's this? <laughs> All right, well, got something that's uh, up your alley of the music world. Oh, perfect. As it's coming back. Nice. I
1: love music. You may have heard about this already. Okay.
0: But uh, I was going to call them our friends. They're not our friends. They're not. Coldplay (laughs) has just announced an (laughs) eco friendly tour with kinetic floors that generate electricity with fans that jump up and down. Oh, that's so sick. It's crazy, it looks wild. So, the concerts will use electricity from batteries fueled by fan power as well as solar energy. Recycled cooking oil from local restaurants and main powers from 100% renewable sources where available. Um, minimizing- That's
1: awesome. That's so great. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd be interested to see how much of it.
0: The LED wristbands worn by audience members will be made from 100% compostable plant-based materials and will be reused every single night. An app will let will let fans plan their journeys to and from the show with the lowest possible emissions, and they'll get a discount code to use at the venue if they commit to low-carbon travel. Nice.
1: Way to go Coldplay. God, that's a lot of work.
0: That's a lot of work, man. So listen, the set will be built with materials picked from their environmental credentials like bamboo. Effects like lasers and lighting have been modified to be more energy efficient. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what any of this really means, but it just sounds like they're moving in a direction towards making it a more sustainable show. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's... uh, Because how much waste happens at a show? Not only like on your part, but just on like in in a whole...
1: uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, so much. Oh, it's just, it's insurmountable. Yeah. I mean, just think about how much waste happens. Yeah, in general. Just, yeah, in period. Right. Like every day, how much do you and I waste? It's... You know, it's ridiculous. But what's cool about something like that is, one, that is so much work. That's so much extra work. It's already hard enough to pull off a tour, let alone a Coldplay tour, right? There. And to add that element to it is trudging ahead it's like a lewis and clark situation where they're like i don't think i want to go all the way to the west coast seems like it's hard mm-hmm. I'm like no but maybe there's gold over there maybe it's tight maybe it was a bunch of places we could settle maybe there's buffalo maybe yeah. it's not you know and lewis and clark are like let's do it they trudge along for nine months or however long it took them to get over to the west coast to the pacific ocean and it was hard but somebody did i think that, that's what that reminds me of would you rather be a
0: pioneer of something in your own music mm-hmm. and not necessarily be that successful, but the object of your pioneering mm. would be successful or be a successful musician without pioneering anything?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Cause it seems like the takeaway from that would be if you're a pioneer, you're going to be gonna respected be right? for that journey somebody else after gets, you die. Somebody else
0: gets the credit. I get the credit.
1: <laughs> what? I'm just saying like, this is just a, would you rather? So you're saying I pioneer something. I don't get any credit for
0: it. Not necessarily. You just, you just, it just doesn't, it goes unnoticed.
1: Well then I'm not pioneering anything.
0: Then you answered the question. So,
1: what? So no, that doesn't make sense. If I pioneer something, that means I'm going to, I'm going to it the, the, the get credit for it. The object of the thing that was pioneered, oh is, okay, is so maybe maybe ha- like leaves a
0: legacy. So it's like it's not the person that pioneered it; it's the it is the, the thing. thing,
1: right? So it'd be like hip hop. Like hip yeah. hop was started by somebody who, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, no, I'd rather be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way way more so. How come? Why? Because then I would get to be successful versus like <laughs> not.
0: Yeah. I guess it depends on what you're pioneering and if that's things like what the impact of that thing is. Because if it was a big, if it's something massive and it changes something for the trajectory of.
1: Yeah, but there's nothing that's going to be pioneered in music that's going to like. Well, I mean, that energy efficiency at shows, that's cool. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. And to get back to the point that I was making earlier, it's so much more work than. Like to make your tours energy efficient to make them like just even touring with COVID, right? Like that. I don't know when they're going out with that tour, but they're gonna have to add that protocol to the situation, right? Which is already fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that it's not needed or shouldn't happen, right. but it's getting annoying without mm-hmm. question. Um, but then to add that element on top of it is so much extra work that like the, uh, how people pull that off just blows my mind. I'm, I'm constantly entranced by what it takes for things to happen. Like, like products to be brought to the marketplace. Yeah. You know, like when Amazon comes out with a new Apple just released a brand new MacBook pro yesterday with their own chips that they invented. So they're not using Intel chips anymore. They're using like Apple chips. The amount of work and effort and human like organization. Like I think about just me and my wife trying to like organize our life to figure out how to raise a kid. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you know, like how good we have to be at communication to do it. And we're, and I'm not great at communication. That's not my, strong point right to think it just blows my mind to think about how many moving parts must fit into place and how many human beings must fall into line in order for every two years every year whatever it is for for them to release a new product like that right is insane bro yeah not only the design and the engineering but the 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 uh software engineering the um the engineering that goes into all the the products that put the computers together, the people who are screwing, it's like, I get a headache just thinking about that. And then that sort of show is amazing. Like hats off to them for trudging ahead. Yeah. Being the pioneers of, maybe not the pioneers, I'm sure there's there's been plenty of bands who've attempted to make their tours more um, green mm-hmm. for, for a while. Yeah. But like, uh, to they're, they're a gigantic band they use a ton of lights and for them to always kind of look around the corner and see what landscape can be explored that hasn't yet is super cool because I mean you're attempting to try to be creative with just your music just being creative with your music and trying to do new shit and yeah promote that and like learn how the internet works now and how TikTok works and instagram and all this stuff and then all the while you're also being like oh yeah so how do we make our tours more that's so cool it's yeah. so cool that they have the capacity and the bandwidth to do that because i'm still using plastic cups son. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i know that uh uh The movie and television industry are are moving in that direction too. I've been on a couple sets where it's just like, you're like bring your own water bottle kind of thing. Like you're not, we're not gonna. It's everything's green. It's a green set. Um, That's great. And then you go on and you don't. (laughs) <laughs> remember to have like done anything Correct. that yeah. they told you to do and Then you're like i can't I can't get any of these craft services I can't touch them i can't do anything no what am i supposed to do i don't got no ziploc bags <laughs> yes, dude this sucks <laughs> he brings
1: forks i know it's uh, so so easy uh, yeah no it's it good way, it's, it's, it's great it's it's um it's, it's needed it's you know we sh- should be leading the way in attempting to try and protect the future generations yeah home yeah um I'm not great at it. I'm not good. You know, I do my best to recycle, but like, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, I'm not, I'm not great at yeah. doing that. And I, I wish that I, uh, not, I wish I just like, I'm not great at it and I'd like to get better. Well then you can, <clears throat> that, that's the statement. I guess but hats can. off to Coldplay. It's awesome, right? Yeah. It's sick.
0: Yeah. It's super cool, man. I'm, um, I'm really impressed by people, man, that just are, are able to, like I said earlier, pioneer new things that are just kind of reinventing the way that we go about doing stuff. And I never even really considered concert going is, but like, bro, Coachella or like oh. music festivals, like how much waste
1: happens at those places. Oh, bro? You ever leave an arena after like there's been anything in there? Yeah. You ever, you ever see left that the- porta potties at Coachella? Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Well that, I mean, poop and pee though, it's biodegradable right that's gonna go away yeah it's like it goes into the now granted i wouldn't want it in my backyard (laughs) but like poop and pee is poop and pee yeah like plastic single-use plastic yeah it's gonna be around for a thousand years plastic bag you know like that stuff is that sort of waste is first and foremost like whoever thought not whoever thought like right like we're there's some shadows cast by capitalism definite shadows cast by capitalism now granted of course when I look across the globe uh, maybe not our version or our strain of capitalism is the best one by any means but like of all the systems that are in place capitalism seems to be like pretty rad mm-hmm. for lifting people out of poverty for um, giving everybody a fair shot kind of how I see it I'm sure that a communist could sit across from me and convince me otherwise but um but there's definite shadows cast by that and those shadows cast is like capitalism without a without structure mm-hmm. and for the bottom line to be the only thing you praise and or feel deemed worthy lends itself towards like single use plastic lends itself towards you know fossil fuels burning, coal, you know, all these things that you're like, well, as long as we're making money off of it, we're fine, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And so, of course, there's a better system uh, out there. I think it's a hybrid of a lot, you know, a thing. I don't know what it is. I'm not smart enough. But uh, one of those shadows cast is definitely, like, waste. Mm -hmm. Because we just, I mean, consumerism, capitalism, kind of breeds into, like, gosh, excuse me, so much waste.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Coldplay probably just... (laughs) <laughs> goes out of the venue at the end of their show and they're just like yikes man we just put on a big ass fucking show and this thing yeah. generated so much have you ever seen them? I've never seen them live no Meaning they're- I mean I've, I've seen the,
1: D- the the Paris DVD do you like them? absolutely I don't know them very well oh they're so good they're they're. I'm not a, as big of a fan of like their new 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 but they're they had a string of like four or five records um I the world, yeah, I mean, I know all their, like, classic songs. The are They're ringing. great. Roman Catholic choirs are singing. So good. It's, like, so anthemic, too. It is anthemic. It was funny, yeah. too, because when Yellow came out, and they were all yellow, I still don't get that song. I'm not sure what that song means. <laughs> and I, was, yeah. I, li- I remember watching that sh- song and just being like, is this just the next Savage Garden? Were they big as hell at that point?
0: That song was huge. But were they big before that song? I don't know. Is I'm that,
1: sure that they had put in their 10 years yeah. prior to that. Like, every band that you're like, oh, it's just overnight success. Yeah, nobody's like that, man. Uh.
0: Well, yeah, I guess now. Nowadays. I mean, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy, Sh- Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Chalamet? Chalamet. Chalamet-ma-ding-dong. Chalamet-ma-ding-dong. Dude, uh, Timothy
1: Chalamet was like, he was just good. He was just like...
0: Yeah, but I mean, he was... Yeah, he was a student of acting, you know. He, until ever since
1: he, he was like a boy, you reckon? I, th-
0: I think so. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, he, yeah, he was at the.
1: So like, you think he put in his ten thousand hours before he was just like? Boiling. Yeah, I mean, I think there's exceptions to the rule,
0: right? Like of there course. are people that supersede the the expectations of other people's. The ten year rule. Yeah, and, I, I, and that's not to say that he has or hasn't. I I know that he went to the LaGuardia. Uh, High school Which is like a performance arts High school in New York Which I wish I would have gone to Something like that Mm -hmm. Maybe I would I mean who knows I'm not Like Regretting anything That happened in my life At this point But like I feel like I would have Been so happy Had I gone to What about that haircut (laughs) I'm learning to love it bro Own it (laughs) Um Uh But yeah I mean he probably I mean he's probably Been acting since he was A little kid man Just like putting in his time Training Studying Being a kid Actor In class Um I don't know that that rule doesn't apply to some people. I mean, maybe in in in, uh, in music even. I don't know. People can, can become stars for f- you know a period of time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're masters at it because of the ten thousand hours. It just means that they've become successful well, and made a like, bunch of money from it. I've
1: put in ten thousand hours. I am nowhere near a master. Like my ten-year rule continues to be expanded. Yeah, hundred thousand like, oh, hours. Like ten years. I'm almost at the 10-year mark. Yeah. I'm, like, 15 years. Yeah. Isn't
0: a- it funny how, like, you like you, you reference other people who are... I remember looking at people like Chris Farley, who died when he was 33. And yeah. you're like, well, I'm 26, man. Like, I got till I'm 33. And then you, like, get to 33. And you're like, oh, well, Morgan Freeman, you know, he didn't get into his first movie till he was 47. And then you're like, okay, cool. And then you And then you get to 47. You're like, okay, well, man, like, shit, I don't really have a a bar
1: anymore like mm. I'm just not good <laughs> and you just have to kind of like yeah work. well I just don't think you ever arrive yeah I think I think even or you have or, or you already have I think it's the other way I think you don't ever have a feel. I think the best creators never feel like they arrive and they're constantly stricken with imposter syndrome like those are my favorite creators to be around are the ones who are like, wait, you like this? <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you think this is good? Well, um,
0: there has to be some some understanding of their art being uh, consumed by the masses to to recognize that like I am good. Like, you recognize that you are good at singing.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm not like I'm. I'm not gonna say you know, that like, I'm. But uh, but but if you you put me in the same room as James Morrison, or you put me in the same stage as Tori Kelly, and I'm going, what do I have to offer? So sure, I I know that like I can sit in a room full of people who bought a ticket to my show and sing and go, what's I'm good up to you guys? Right? Yeah, like we're we're good, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. But that's because I'm not in the same room as I'm not opening up for Coldplay. Mm -hmm. So like the imposter syndrome comes from being a fan of the art that you're within and feeling like, well, I've somehow managed to like do this thing, Yeah. but these are the people I look up to and look at the way they do it. Oh my God, it's so much better though. That to me is, well, to me, the best artists I've met are like that. They, they are constantly self-critical and they're just con- like well, I don't know why I'm here. Uh-huh. This is weird. This is and there's just it's just this natural free flowing thing the art that they do. do um would you say that you're motivated by fear more sure, so than
0: the alternative which would be excitement?
1: Uh it's hard to that's hard to chop up. Um I'm motivated by a lot of things fear. Sure. There's a level of, uh, fear of monotony. There's a level of fear of complacency and like just being mundane. But just in regards to like,
0: I, I, the, the perception that you have or haven't arrived, like you can say I have arrived and I, and I've always, I always have, and it, you can be at the same place as saying, like, I have never arrived. Mm-hmm. And both things can mean the same thing. You can be in the same place and still think both ways. So when you say, like, I haven't arrived yet, it, it kind of lends itself for me to thinking that you're constantly, like, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not like this as well, but you're constantly, like, chasing something more. And that might be because of the fear of what you haven't achieved yet. And you're constantly trying to like get more and get more and get more. And where, where will there ever be satisfaction in that if that's ever growing? And I guess, you know, if you say your favorite artists are the ones that are like never satisfied and, and, and constantly feeling a sense of imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. like, I I I never
1: said that they were never feeling a sense of satisfaction i think the satisfaction is in the cultivation of the art i think the funnest times that i have are in these moments uh-huh. are in uh the middle of a show are making a song are editing a thing yeah. like when you're present you know in that art cultivation you're arrived but because we have this capacity to give accolade for art which is the fucking dumbest Dumbest thing we've ever done. But we're naturally, we create those hierarchies naturally because we as humans are hierarchical, right? Like we we have ideas and we place ideas above other ideas and that forms a hierarchy. And so we naturally are predestined for some hierarchy, whether it's a patriarchy or a monarchy or whatever. It's like there's Mm -hmm. a system of structure, yeah. That's a hierarchy. It's natural. Yeah. I think, I personally think. Right. Um so w- those structures reflect in art, which yeah. I think is ridiculous to give a prize for art. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's ridiculous. But it's natural to do so because we we like to do that. We like to have the best. Mm-hmm. We like to know who the best is and why. Um so if that's where you're finding your Satisfaction and your arrival, but then it's going to be rough. But I think that, like, that's why you don't ever arrive as an artist because you're constantly striving for that ability to be present whilst creating the art. And that's an ever flowing journey, right? Right. So, like, our perception of arriving is like, well, if I only have an Oscar, if I only get a, oh, if I could just get nominated for a Grammy, yeah. if I could just. For me, when I first started, I was like, I just want to do one bus tour. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do one. Okay, so like if your process of arriving has to do with an accolade. Right, it has to do with You'll never. You're never going to arrive. You're like, no, sorry. It's a trick because that's not going to get you the feeling you're looking for. Mm -hmm. The, The feeling you're looking for is the presence that comes whilst creating art whilst being on stage, whilst acting, whilst editing, when you're fully in the moment and you're in that art, like that's the best thing you get. Yeah. You don't you don't feel good when you get an accolade or when you get an award or when you like maybe mm-hmm. for a split second. Right. You know, maybe it's cool to ride that. I've I've never rode the wave. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. I don't know what the wave feels like when like the entire globe is watching is watching you. Like so maybe it is pretty tight. I don't know. But my suspicion is, is that it's fleeting. So even if it is maybe tight for a month, you dig into that feeling and that's what you're looking for. God, the next couple years after are going to be terrible because you're not focused on your art. You're just focused on the accolade. Yeah. So I think the lesson is like learn to dive after the presence that comes in full creation mode and you're never going to arrive because you're always going to be striving for that presence. And right. that presence is going to be fleeting. Right. Cause you have to bring the art to marketplace. You have to bring commerce in. you have to attempt to try and cultivate some sort of monetary system that can repeat itself so that you can maintain a living. Right. Right. But if you get focused on the problem, I mean, Taz has been so good at teaching me that man, like she just loves the process of making jewelry, making art and it's inspiring. And I've, and I've learned that through like her through that relationship that like, Oh, that, is, that is the joy. The joy is the making of the art. Whereas I got distracted for many years about just like, what are the numbers? How much money is it? How many, uh, you got to keep that in your mind. You got to think about that for sure. Mm -hmm. But that shouldn't be where you're finding your glory. That shouldn't be where you're finding your self-worth. Yeah. Which I think lends itself to imposter syndrome because you're present in the moment. You're just doing the thing that you enjoy doing. Well, and then when you get around people who you're like, "Holy shit, you're a phenom, dude!" Yeah, but like, isn't it's all subjective? I
0: mean, it is subjective, right? You're saying that to be the best is to get an accolade, to to win a Grammy, to have a reward for an art form is is stupid. It, it doesn't really make that much sense. Like, I get, we all get it. We all understand why it happens, and we can kind of agree sometimes with it as well, but. I'm sure Even the idea of imposter syndrome comes mm-hmm. from I am not worthy of being in right. in the space of these other people who exactly. are, are worthy. Right. And so how does that equate when you don't believe in like you it, what you do is subject to its own degree of the art form that you're participating in. Mm-hmm. So if you are if you are good with yourself, then you're not in comparison to anybody else. You're not trying to like. You're not having, you're not an imposter to anybody else besides yourself. So how, so like, so So, like there's, it's, it's almost like, well, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe it's leaking, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. your perception is leaking where, I mean, look, like comparison sure is the thief of joy, but the only way to learn anything as a human being is through comparison. Mm -hmm. Like you take what you don't know, you compare it to something that you see you'd like to know to compare you don't compare worth but just to compare like compare and contrast right colors are contrasting that's how we see light like down to the basics of neutrons and electrons positive and negative spin we're constantly contracting excuse me contrasting and comparing to exist in this world right and so as an artist as an engineer as an architect as a writer you're taking the things that inspire you and you're comparing them like not comparing them like back to back, right? But you're taking it and you're going, I like this about this. Yeah. And I'm going to utilize that for my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I think in that capacity, how we learn to be artists, unless you're just completely shut off from the outside world, which is impossible, um, you're prone towards comparison. Mm-hmm. And so when you get in those arenas and in those places, that is that entity that taught you how to act taught you how to sing taught you how to make movies or cook or sew or all these forms of human expression Mm -hmm. um we have an inclination i think in our spirit to compare yeah and go i shouldn't be here because my stuff is not any like as good at all as yours yeah um so, you know, you just have to like, it's almost like the lungs, you know, you just like expand and contract, expand mm-hmm. and contract. Like we're on this constant journey as humans that you have to always remind yourself. Like it, I had, I forget who we were talking to. I think uh, Stephanie, or for Stephanie, not is it? Powers. Powers, yeah. And she had asked us like, what do you think your spiritual walk looks like? Like, what is that? And I was like, man, I feel like I'm drowning. Mm -hmm. and I'm getting and I'm swimming up and like I got rocks attached to my feet and I'm swimming up and (gasps) every so often often I'm blessed with a little bit of air but right in that moment I pull right underneath the surface again and that to me is like everything in life it's my marriage it's my friendships it's my perspective of myself it's my drinking habit it's my it's all these things and um it's cool to look at and to do your best to eradicate those things, but it's also the human experience. What if that,
0: what if that frame of mind could be shifted towards not being like drowning and just being like,
1: kind of like, like kind of like the, the, like lose a little bit of weight. Yeah. I don't think it's possible, but it'd be sweet. Is it,
0: it, is, is it not possible because it's, a mental game you're playing with yourself or is it just actually not possible because it's like I don't know. inherent in you that's not changeable Cause I don't it's know it's probably a mental thing because it's just like the, just the that's the self-talk of like and I'm look I'm not I don't know what I'm even talking about but it, like just to be th- considering life as like uh, as a in reference to drowning and being like that's how it is Rather than being like,
1: well, I mean, drowning's drastic. But what right. I'm no, saying I is what you're, like, you're
0: saying. Like, it makes sense. It totally makes sense, and I agree with it for myself on a certain degree. Um, but I just wonder if that's a, if that metaphor is, is attached to a psychological reality for you, yep. or like an actual reality for you. I don't
1: know. I mean, I can't tell the future, but uh, how I've experienced it, right? So, like, you go and you work out every day seven days a week, you're going to work out. Okay. You're going to get strong. You're going to feel good, but you're going to get so far away from feeling bad that you've just set a new basic. So now you've got to work out twice a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And then you've got no time to do anything and you've got to eat like a bird, you know? And then like, Oh, how much better do you feel? Yeah. It's just a constant Stroke. It's just like you're swimming. And regardless of what you're doing or how you're doing, there's always going to be a shadow cast by that, how I understand it. And there's seemingly definitely ways to improve, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's any way for you to eradicate the shadow. I think that there's always going to be some thing that kind of draws you in and out and expands and contracts and um maybe not though i mean like i'm it's not like i'm not pursuing that Mm -hmm. i wake up every day and you wake up every day we try to do our best yeah yeah try to be better than i was yesterday Mm -hmm. um but i also think that that, that's like the brilliance of the human experience yeah like whether we like it or not the perfection of imperfection is kind of pretty sick Yeah, totally. For sure. Totally. It's wild. Being flawed. (laughs) Well, yeah, being flawed while also existing as like a perfect flawed thing. Yeah. Right? Like if it wasn't for our incessant need to be accepted, we would probably have much more fruitful lives. But acceptance is friendships, and we fall into these behavioral patterns to make people like us. Mm-hmm. But if we didn't have that excessive need to live in that capacity, uh, it would probably rid ourselves of all these weird behavioral habits that we just bring along with us. Cause we're just trying to be loved. Yeah. And then because we get hurt from people not loving us, we have other behaviors. It's like the web of human reality is so abstract and obtuse and, can cool man for it's sure, cool
0: for sure well what the coolest thing for me is that we're like recording this conversation mm-hmm. now you know and 10 years from now our point of view about this exact same thing will be changed no doubt about it right and so that's interesting to be able to like n- now have this imprinted in time mm. as a recorded document to be like oh man that, this is exactly how I thought.
1: Unless at this point the, in my unless life. the server farms go unless the power grid yeah, goes down well, and the server farms yeah, go down. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the case. But Okay, um, think about this craziness, right? Okay, so everything right now, not everything, but we're kind of in this transitional phase where we're moving from like hard printed books, hard printed libraries are disappearing everywhere and are moving on to server farms mm-hmm. like the internet, online, everything's online, banking knowledge articles like everything is digital okay what if like human No, crashes no no what if humanity's done this a billion times and we develop to the point where everything moves into this digital place and then we can't sustain it because the power grid situation is odd and some we get hit by a solar flare and then all of that human history is disintegrates because we don't have it written down on cave walls and then we're just like, oh, yeah, man is, man is 100,000 years old. I assume
0: at that point there will be some backups for some backups for some backups.
1: Yeah, but if there's no power, you can't power the backup.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I hope that we still exist and can, like, function as people and smile and have good times. Oh, yeah, and bro. Laugh and, like, eat a chimichanga together and, like, giggle. Because... I mean-
1: I'm going with that spicy buffalo chimichang. Damn, dude, that mm-hmm. sounds really nice, bro. They call me the. They call me the. Ren- dada. Oh,
0: dude, ranchera supreme, ranchera supreme. Um, that was fascinating, man. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you went to those places with that conversation. That was cool. Mm. Um, I think I blacked out. Yeah. I think you might have.
1: What happened? <laughs>
0: I don't know. We'll come back and look at it ten years from now <laughs> and talk about how much idiots we were. Um, but uh I think that's probably a good place to 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 wrap up the episode. I think I think there's there's something I want to to ask for the people that are listening to to kind of like chime in with and, and send us emails. We have a new email address, um, how good's this podcast at gmail dot com. But like send in your thoughts on what that hmm. conversation was about. Like what, where do you, th- where do you find yourself in, in that frame of mind? Where, do, where do you exist in all of this stuff? Like how do you operate? And if you have advice, just thoughts, share, just share, you know, just, yeah, I
1: think ultimately with what this whole experiment started out as was a, a pandemic hit Two, three best friends were like, uh, well, we'll, we can kind of only hang out with each other. Um, let's just do something. But ultimately like we were just looking for a community of people out in the interwebs because that was the only way to connect with the outside world. So what we'd like to cultivate is more of that community from the people who find value in this podcast, send your ideas, send your questions, send your statements. Just if you have the time and you feel like taking it, to um, reach out to us, we'd love, we'd we'd just be thrilled. We'd be thrilled to hear from the people who are listening, you know, the eight people who are listening to this podcast. Um, We we, gotta stop saying that because I
0: think if we say that, people are just gonna think that we're not, that like, I don't. I don't know. Maybe there's like a psychological thing around, like, oh, there's like nobody listening to this. Oh, podcast, it's just so. a, it's just a fun thing. It's just a joke. I know, but I want to tell. I want to make people think that we're huge. <laughs> of
1: the millions of people <laughs> of who are listening people, to this,
0: yeah. um, and we'll get back to you scouts honor
1: yeah thank you guys for your time thanks for listening thanks for the support make sure you like and subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and um we got a new uh we got a new little section that we're gonna start here in a second but in order for you to hear it this is the hot goss hot goss this dude. is the how this is uh, the good goss um section of our podcast which is only available on the patreon where we patreon. just talk about
0: gossip where we talk about how alan FaceTime donald trump this week <laughs> what jesus <laughs> why why jesus i'm just trying to
1: you know create No, it was jesus that i faced out oh, right. if you want to check out the extra content that we got the extra bits um from this podcast hit to patreon.com slash live at the lodge for as little as five bucks a month you can help us keep this thing going help us uh support all the things that we got going at the lodge so love you guys hope to uh see you around hey did you like that i figured
0: you might well, we're going to ask you to do all the things that podcasters tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, comment. Go share this podcast with all of your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at HowGood'sThis_Podcast, underscore podcast. And if you want to reach out, you can email us at howgoodsthispodcast at gmail.com. Go tell your friends all about everything that's happened here. If you're interested in hearing Alan Stone and myself spilling all that tea in the good goss segment of this podcast, you're going to get to hear Alan Stone say things that he might honestly never say out loud and in public. So it's worth it. Head on over to Patreon and join our little community. For as little as $5 a month, you can contribute to this podcast and really help us make a difference in building this thing out. Patreon.com slash live at the lodge. We love you guys very much and uh, we'll see you next week. How good's this?